Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Howdy doody, boys and girls, and welcome to the Real Film Nerds, episode number 359. My name is Matt. I am one of the hosts. The other one, he's wearing a shirt, talking about happy hour, ready to quench his thirst at the beginning. Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey everybody, uh, Matt. How how was your uh, your week? How was your week this week, dude? It's only Tuesday, so I don't. I got a lot more to go, man. Okay, all right. Well, it's cool. too early. It's too early to tell. Although I do have a concert this week that you're missing out on. Oh, nice, dude. Who are you going to see this time? Tool. Awesome, dude. Yep, I got pretty decent seats. They're playing at. Uh, what you and I refer to as the America West Arena, but ah. it is uh, now called the Footprint Center. The Footprint Center? Yep, F-O-O-T-E. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. It's a company that does something that I don't remember what it was. Well, they must uh, make a decent amount of money to sponsor a venue. They do. They make the cheddar. Uh, I just... I'm spacing on what they do, but they do something that's actually like noble, I think. Something with recycling. I don't remember. Water. I don't know. Something that's oh, okay. good for the world. It's But anyways, yeah. Footprint Center. Okay. Footprint Center. Cool, man. Anyways, so yeah. Um, and then you're going to come out uh, a week early to Arizona in April to go to Maynard's birthday, right? 60th birthday party. They're kicking it off in Arizona, Mike. It's going to be tits. <laughs> Uh, no, well, I, I happen to be coming to, to, uh, Arizona, f- but not, uh, exact same time. So I, I still think you should take the time off. Mike, when, how many times has Maynard turned 60 and have three of your favorite bands all on one stage at the exact same time? Uh, yeah, that is kind of funny. Um, it's Primus, Pussifer, and a perfect circle all at the same time. Yeah, no, that's cool. That, that that will be cool. Mosh pitting will ensue. Anyways, Mike, this week, to get yes. us back on topic, episode 359, yes, yes. Argyle. This is a movie that I have literally had trailers for since, I think, November or even October. And it's been it a long time. finally came out. I just remember seeing the trailers over and over and over, which is fine. It is what it is. I'm glad they're promoting it. They're putting a lot of money into it. But, uh, uh, Mike, so why don't you go ahead and break down the old uh, Argyle minus the Sox? Okay. So uh, Argyle was uh, directed by Matthew Vaughn. It is written by Jason Fuchs. Uh, it's starring Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, Brian Cranston, and uh, Henry uh, Cavill. And... This is about a reclusive author who writes espionage novels about a secret agent and a global spy syndicate realizes the plot of the new book she is writing starts to mirror real-world events in real time. Okay, Mike, so thoughts? Uh, I liked most of the movie. It was pretty, it was pretty good. Um, it got a little weird in the end. Okay, so what do you mean it got a little weird? I know, okay, so let's just preface this right now because I have had this difficulty. This is now the third time I've talked about this film. 
I've had this difficulty now twice in a row. This film is very difficult to talk about without spoiling the shit out of it because it is a spy thriller. And it's always difficult to talk about spy thrillers without spoiling the shit out of them. Yeah, well, I I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything, Matt, but just some of the uh, style choices, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. What do you mean, the production? I don't want to spoil anything. Like like the production? The look, the Uh, color, the stunts, the the, what? The the, the scene, uh, it lost me a little bit at the scene with all the bright stuff. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. But yeah, we'll, we can talk about that once we get into the uh, spoiler discussion. But uh, Micah, I, you know, this is February. Um, this came out at the end of January, the early part of February, what, on the 1st? So it's when I went and saw it. Um, is it not the world's best time to release films? Uh, we've already had one that I thought was pretty decent for this time period, you know, in The Beekeeper. For the time of year, I, I mean... I don't think this was a bad movie. I thought it was quite fun. I'm not going to say it was the world's greatest film, but for a February movie, dude, I enjoyed this a lot. I I had a good time. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, you, you know, you're right. It's, it's like award seasons. It's a slow time of the year for, for movies. Uh, beekeeper was a lot of fun. Um, I guess the other successful movie is, uh, the mean girls, uh, the musical, uh yeah and no then, that's no I'm not gonna no I'm not gonna watch that sorry Mike and uh, this movie uh, Argyle is actually a Apple um, Apple TV production as well so this should show up on Apple TV probably pretty soon I I think um, not super soon but I think we'll probably get it you know probably by spring you know like April maybe. Yeah, I mean, Killers of the Flower Moon made it on there, but it was like, what, two months? Oh, yeah, it was two or three months after it came out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it'll probably be a similar kind of uh, release cycle. But yeah, no, uh, this this movie was, overall, it was pretty fun. Sam Rockwell is, is just awesome. I love seeing him in really any of his movies. He's just great, great actor. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, she had an interesting part, and I, I liked I liked her in this quite a bit. Yeah, no, I thought she was really a lot of fun, and she's not known for super comedic roles, um, definitely not action roles, but uh, I think she did a pretty good job in here. Because um, what she uh, one of her last big films was um, what the Jurassic Parks, um, yeah, Jurassic World remakes and stuff. And yeah, I thought she was fine in those, but I w- I wouldn't call those like um, like big time like actiony kind of stuff. I think this is more actiony than the Jurassic Park films. Well, at least her role, like because you know the dinosaurs are doing all the action. But um, I thought she did a good job for what it was. Personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely more action uh for her in this one for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I thought she did a well a good job. The thing I really like about her though is how she's. I, I hate to say she's following her father's footsteps, but that's exactly what she's doing. She is really starting to come on her own as a director, specifically on uh, television shows that I enjoy very much. The uh, Mandalorian, she's directed a few of those episodes, and I've I've really enjoyed the episodes she's done. 
Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize that she's doing directing, but yeah, man, she's totally following in her, her, her father's uh, footsteps. Uh, Ron Howard, for our listeners who aren't uh, familiar with that. Yeah, and, and Ron Howard did acting, but not really much as an adult. It was mostly as a kid. So Bryce Dallas Howard, she's uh, about our age. I think she's a, maybe a little bit older, maybe like six months older than me or something like that, but our age group. She's in her 40s, and... She had a great career as an actress, and now she's you know going into directing. I think that's really not to say that that's the sweet spot because of the family name, but I've really enjoyed what she's done, and I hope to see her doing you know a full on movie here pretty soon. Uh, I'm sure that's that's in the cards, Matt. And yeah, yeah, she's about six months older than you, and and uh, about a year older than me. Yeah, yeah, she is about a year older than you. Yeah, but uh, so she's directed eleven things. And uh, let's see, I want to see, got to love the IMDAs because um, we just, you know, click on it and take a look at it. And luckily I don't need to use my keyboard, but yeah, she's directed um, uh, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. Uh, uh, I think that's a movie called Dad. So maybe she's done some movies, but I, I know where she's really kind of getting known is her Star Wars films. She did three episodes of the Mandalorian, one of the Book of Boba Fett, uh, and they were probably some of my more favorite episodes of the series so i not to keep talking about bryce dallas howard but i really want to see her do like you know a full-on film oh look it says she has one upcoming oh that's interesting it's called the flight of the navigator I wonder if that's a remake oh dude flight of the navigator that's that's totally a remake dude yeah they're in pre-production is what it says and she is the full-on director they don't have anyone else listed so that's clearly going to be Disney. But anyways, Mike, on onward and upward, chanting about uh, um, Argyle, uh, Henry Cavill, great seeing him in there. Uh, I love that he's bringing back the uh, haircut from uh, John Travolta in a little-known movie that came out in the 90s called Broken Arrow. Oh, geez. Yeah, dude. Broken Arrow. That is right. The instant I saw him, I was like, oh, my God, it's John Travolta. Like, that haircut is straight up out of Broken Arrow. It was hilarious. I wonder if that was on purpose. I don't know, but I love it. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, Henry Cavill in this, he was great. Um, John Cena was uh, in it, too, a little bit, but just a little. A little bit, um, yeah. Well, there's a there's a hell of a cast, and most of the people are in it just a little bit. Like, Richard Grant is in it for a little bit. Uh, Dua Lipa, she was in it for a little bit. Um, Ariana DeBose, who was in a film that we talked about recently, uh, she was in it for a little bit. There's a lot of big names that are in it for a little bit. But yet, there's a couple actors, surprisingly... W- not spoiling it that are big names that were in it a lot more than I thought they were going to be. And that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, Brian Cranston was in this like a lot. Well, that's what I was saying. I was trying not to allude to it too much, but Brian Cranston was all over this movie. And I really thought he was going to be uh, a much, much smaller role than that. And then uh Catherine O'Hara from uh, uh home alone, she was in this a lot more than I thought she was going to be in it. And that was a lot of fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was fun. Um, Yeah. So, um, Matt, I guess I don't know if I can talk about much more 
without spoiling stuff. Well, it's it's tough, dude. This is this is a tough one to talk about. It's the spy thriller thing, man. Like I said at the beginning, you know, it's difficult. But uh, um, let's do this, and then we can get into your seg- segments, Mike, because we haven't done this in a while. And I think it's a good thing to do before we get into the spoilers, especially on this. Um, I don't think people should rush to the theaters to go see this unless they just really want something to watch other than the uh, best picture nominees right now. Um, If they want something fun and kind of to get away from the seriousness and enjoy some action and, you know, just good old fashioned fun, I say, yeah, go see it in the theaters. But for everyone else, wait, it'll be out on Apple TV within three months at least, maybe a little more. I say wait until it comes out on Apple TV, but I enjoyed it. I think it's a good movie, but I don't think you need to rush to the theaters for it. Yeah, yeah. No, I I had a good time with most of it, so it, it was just kind of like a popcorn movie for me. Uh, it, it, it was fun most of the time. It's just kind of towards the end, I was a little bit, uh, I don't know, I guess just turned off, a little distracted. I don't know. I understand. I understand, Mike. So... Let's uh, go ahead and talk about your favorite kind of beverages, and then we can start spoiling it, and then we can you can go to bed because you're old. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, Matt, uh, with that, what are you drinking this fine morning, evening, or afternoon? <sighs> well, Mike, I'm just going to keep it simple, quick, and light, Michelob Ultra. Oh, all right, dude. Michelob Ultra. Uh, I am drinking another one of those IPAs. Uh, it's a, it's another one in the, the, the Hoppy Nomads. It's my go-to. Now, is that the one from uh, Aldi? Yeah, it is the one from, from Aldi. Well, dude, we are getting more and more Aldis all over Phoenix. They had it on the news the other day. So soon I will be able to go to an Aldi. Yeah, man. Bring your quarter so you can get a cart. A quarter? Yeah. They charge you for a cart? Yeah, well, it's it's an innovative system, so you don't have to... Basically, it makes it so that you will return the cart so you get your quarter back. Oh, I was going to say, if I'm fucking paying money, I'm keeping that bitch. Uh, it, it, it's like so you don't have to have people round up carts. That's so fucking lame. Why are people so lazy today? I'm going to stop right there because I can go off on this. I think that's the most fucking ridiculous thing that people are so lazy they won't push their cart an extra 20 feet to a return. But hey, whatever. Mike, speaking of responsibility, what is this week's just incredible dad joke? I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand, though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. Oh, Matt. All right. So I've been trying to make him more on topic, right, for, for every – so – Is this about, like, Argyle socks or is it about spies? No, it's a spy. So what do you call a spy who likes to bake? A spy who likes to bake. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Oh. Not Spider-Man. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know, Mike. A pioneer. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, sure. Why not? I don't think that works <laughs> at all, but whatever. 
God, I, I really, you de- your birthday is not here soon enough. Once it's here, you know, that's one of the things I'll spoil it, but I'm sending you a new joke book for your birthday. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, okay, Mike. So this one probably should be quite easy for you. Mike, how does Argyle relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right, man. Uh, yeah, this one's not too bad. I, I like it when I can get an MCU uh, tie-in pretty quickly here. And, uh, well, we got we got Mr. Sam L. Jackson who's in this. So the list of uh, movies is... Uh, I don't even know. It, it, he's been in a lot as Nick Fury. A lot. Movies, shows... Video games, you name it. Samuel Jackson is Nick Fury. So yeah, so I I don't even know. I he's he's in so many movies. So uh, I could just name you know I guess a couple. Uh, Captain Marvel. Um, I don't know the the Spider Man Far From Home, Avengers Endgame. I mean, Avengers Infinity War. Like, he's just, he's in tons of movies. So, anyway, everyone knows that who's seen the, even a few of the MCU movies, because Samuel Jackson is such a, a big character with Nick Fury. Dude, he's huge, man. And that's one of those things that I don't like what they've done with his character in uh, the more recent Marvel productions and things. But, uh, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Argyle. So, Mike, we are now officially in the spoiler section. Sex, sex, shin? No, section with a C, not an X. Section. Mike, why don't you start us off by talking about some of the things that you didn't like at the end of Argyle that kind of took you out of the film? Um. So... I'm not really going to talk about the twist or anything in it, but the the uh, thing that I was a little bit like, the colors, where there's like a, there's kind of a scene where... Dude, you uh, can just tell them. There's a big action set piece that's towards the end of the film where two of the spies are coming out and going up against all the villains' spies, like the henchmen, yeah? Yeah. Henchmen. And I mean, there's like 25 of them and they're just so happened to be locked themselves into the, um, armory, which I don't think it was, you know, I think that was intentional, of course. And so they're coming out of the armory with all these smoke grenades. And of course the smoke grenades are not just regular smoke grenades. They are pink and green and blue and yellow and purple. And, you know, it was basically, um, a unicorn, you know, shitting all over the place. Yeah, yeah, kind of like kind of kind of like what he described. But I I I mean the colors and stuff it was real pretty. Like it, it visually it was like obviously Matthew Vaughn the director likes this kind of stuff cuz he had a similar kind of scene in um uh the uh uh Kingsman Kingsman Part 2, right? That's Golden the one Circle. where everybody's yeah. heads heads explode, right? No, no, that was the first one. 
Oh, that was the first. Yeah, one. the heads exploding was the first one. Spoilers for that fucking movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we're not reviewing that movie. Uh, um, so I think he likes that visual stuff, and like I think it worked really well in the Kingsman. But in this, it just got—I don't know—it just didn't seem like it worked. It, the flow wasn't as good for it. Like I really like Sam Rockwell, and his character was awesome, but just. Like after that part in the movie, it just kind of got weird because the next scene, right following that scene, man, is the oil oil skating scene, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, that was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that was absolutely ridiculous. But um, the the smoke, the colored smoke, and all that shit, the biggest one of other the colors didn't bother me. I mean, sure, fuck it, whatever. It was pretty. The biggest problem I had with that scene. You didn't know what the fuck is going on. It's this giant action set piece, and all you see is just fucking smoke and people flipping around. There's, It's not like John Wick. It's not like all these other known action films. Hell, it's not even like Beekeeper or any of these other really great action sets or even mediocre action set pieces we've seen. There's just smoke everywhere, and you have no fucking idea who's doing what and who's beating up who, and I just... I didn't like it. I, I think that whole scene should have been done very differently. I think it should be in there, but not necessarily in the way they did it. Like, don't have all the smoke. Just have them going up against all these fucking guys. Yeah, no, I I, I don't know, dude. It was weird. So those couple scenes there kind of detracted from the movie for me. But like uh, other than that, I thought the movie was pretty entertaining, pretty serviceable. Um, spy stuff was kind of fun and like I didn't I don't even think I really saw that twist coming because I was like I mean it, it helps to I mean I don't want to spoil it but well dude we're in the spoiler section you can spoil it we've warned people yeah I know but the the, the whole uh, she's a novelist and stuff and like it was all manufactured yeah that you know i didn't see that coming i did not see that coming. and that was that was pretty slick yeah, um no no there was a lot of them where i um not a lot but i would say more twists than uh i've been surprised by in a long time i guess is a good way to put it like there's a good three or four that kind of caught me really off guard and that was definitely one of them um the bigger one and i i, I won't say who they are that's why i was kind of dancing around it earlier but who her parents were? Oh like, yeah, that caught me so off guard, and I thought it was so hilarious and awesome that I seriously was laughing out loud in the theater. I was the only one doing it. I but I thought it was fucking hilarious. I thought it was great. It was really good, really really good. Yeah, that that was really good. Um, I didn't see that coming either. The other thing, the uh, but the one thing I thought was kind of lame. Another thing to at uh, once again at the end was the whole um brainwash thing um of of our character but like she's not able to break it like yeah right right i i know what you mean yeah i was i was expecting and i mean maybe that's why they didn't do that i was expecting at some point she would just like remember or stop or whatever and you know, she didn't. Yeah, like the like the deja vu that we've seen in films of past. 
Right. And maybe that was on purpose, maybe because of all the the movies, like even the Winter Soldier. Yeah. He remembers who he is. Yeah, that's a great example. But, uh, <laughs> okay, I have to talk about this. I love this fucking part. Uh, okay, all right. I absolutely loved how Sam Rockwell just fucking hates that cat. Oh, 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 yeah, dude. I was, oh, I was going to talk about that earlier. I was like, Matt, did you identify with the cat hating Sam Rockwell? Oh, dude, I loved it. I thought that shit was so funny, especially when they're like trying to hide out and they're trying to be all quiet and the cat meows and he's like, I fucking hate that cat and then explodes out of the floor. I was like, that was so good. I liked how when she was trying to pretend she didn't like the cat and then afterwards ran in and got it. Yeah. <laughs> now, Mike, um, has this inspired you to get one of these cat-holding backpacks? No, no. It looks extremely dumb. Like, I don't, like, I don't know. It's weird. Okay, so they are fucking legit. People Those are real? really do have these. My mom has seen one. Your mom has seen somebody wearing their cat? Yes. She said it was the most ridiculous fucking thing she's seen. Man. They're like called That is. They're called like cat packs or some shit. I don't know. It was weird. Wow. I mean, it's weird that people kind of wear their dogs, but I mean, a cat? Oof. Well, and I don't I don't know if it looks like this cuz you know my mom's eyesight and everything. I don't know if it has the bubble and all that shit, but it's a. She said it's. It was a bag that was clearly designed just for the cat. Like, where the fuck did you see this, mom? She said it was in uh, Tucson. Well, if if they don't make them like in this design in the movie, they sure shit will now. Because you know there's going to be people who want to who want to wear their cat and stuff. Oh fuck yeah, dude! And if they do it in Argyle, then naming rights and branding and you know money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed all the like the fans of the book and stuff. Like, I I kind of liked her little like writing cottage in Colorado. I was like, dude, that place is cool. Dude, the um, that house that they that she had on the lake was beautiful. Oh uh, yeah. I I just wonder if that's like real, or if that was all CGI or something. Because I mean, it seems almost too incredible to be real. I don't know if it was real or not. I, I, I was like, I wondered that myself, but I was just like, man, this fictional Colorado place looks great. Well, because the thing is, it's only her house on the lake, and you know that's not how that goes. Like, if you can put a house on a lake anywhere, there's hundreds of them. Yeah, or, or not if not hundreds, there's still a lot. Yeah, and that shit was empty. God, it, that so serene. That's that's the place to live right there. But anyways, all right, Mike, what else do you want to add about Argyle? I mean, I, I think the, the cast was great. The acting was well done. The stunts were wishy-washy. Um, I thought the story was good. I liked the story. Um, I thought it was pretty. Um, oh, I guess uh, this is a big spoiler. Did you stay for the after credit scene, Mike? Uh, yeah, I think so. There's yeah, only yeah. one. It's a mid credit scene. But it uh, yeah. it directly tied this film to Matthew Vaughn's other universe of Kingsman. And I really did not see that coming. And to be honest with you, I didn't realize this, that Matthew Vaughn was the one that did the Kingsman, really. I really didn't expect 
what I got out of this movie. I didn't realize it was going to be so like his other films. And then once they say, you know, it's the same universe, it makes even more sense. I don't think it makes the film better or worse. It just makes it made more sense to me in my mind when they show that extra credit scene. Yeah. I mean, he, he definitely has like kind of a sort of style and, uh, when I watched the trailers for the movie, I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely the guy who did Kingsman. Like it just, he has like his own, you know, style, I guess. So. Yeah. Oh, oh, he has his own production look. He has his own shooting style, the bright colors, his own action style. Yeah. It, it, and the question though that I have is so Sam Jackson was the villain in the original Kingsman. How the hell is he the former director of the CIA in this film and still be in the same universe? I don't fucking get that. I don't think oh, they thought good. that far ahead. Yeah, no, I don't think they did either. But I love the random, uh, like, Sam Jackson's, like, um, wine vineyard place, like his his uh, his hangout, like all the memorabilia from, like, basketball stars, and, like, they just showed him there, like, three or four times. I'm like, man, he probably filmed this in, like, two days. 20 minutes. Like, because it was just, like... He only had a few lines. He had the like main characters, like just a little bit. Like, I mean, nothing. Yeah, and most of it was him sitting there watching a Lakers game. Yeah. Yep. But no, I like that because it's this beautiful Italian vineyard in Italy, and it has all this American basketball, just American memorabilia overall. I mean, I can't even imagine what it costs to ship all that shit over there. But that I thought that place was very very pretty very pretty yeah no i mean it was cool wherever it was i i'd still rather have the uh the colorado cabin on the lake personally but gotcha so all right what nope go ahead sorry mike i figured they'd have to end up in like london or europe uh for the movie because that just seems to be where like the kingsman stuff was filmed and like so i figured this would do the same thing and they did I just didn't think it was going to be related to Kingsman, but hindsight is always twenty twenty. And now you look at the movie poster and you look at the director and the writer and, you know, it makes sense that it's in the same universe, you know, and Kingsman started in, you know, uh, London. So, you know, it makes sense to a degree, but anyways, Mike, I know you need to go to bed. You're getting old. Um, we'll just end it with this. We already talked about it earlier. I enjoyed this movie more than I thought I was going to. It was fun. It was funny. It was unique in a lot of ways. It was tired in a lot of other ways. But overall, for February, I had a good time. Uh, I thought it was decent. I didn't mind paying to go see this. Um, so with all that said, Mike, I give it three and a half reels. Oh, man. Three and a half, dude. Nice. Well, you definitely liked it better than I did, Matt. Oh, no. Wow. And uh, and uh, so uh, l- like this is this is a you know it's it's not bad like Matt said and and you know you can go see this in the theater if you want or you can wait until it comes out on Apple Plus if if you have Apple or Apple TV Plus or whatever it's called whatever the fuck they the call Apple's. it I think they just call it Apple TV but it has a plus I don't fucking know it's getting it's gotten so confusing with the names but anyway it doesn't matter 
Uh, it'll be streaming probably in the next few months. Uh, you know, if, you, if you're interested and you have access to the Apple Apple TV Plus. Um, but I, I'm only going to give it two and a half reels, man. Wow. Only yeah, two and just, a half, Mike. So. I, I don't know, man. That stuff at the end really kind of just turned me off. Like, yeah. I, I was in the movie, and then, like, I was like, what the F is this? Well, the whole oil ice skating bullshit was fucking ridiculous. It was ridiculous and weird. But I had fun with it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was fun. It was fucking stupid, but I, I thought it was fun. I mean, I had fun with Sam Rockwell and her dancing. Yeah, in, in at uh, when they went to that like little secret, whatever the the keeper person, yeah, the, what, the what, keeper what? of secrets or whatever her name was. I thought that was cool. Yeah, no, that was really cool. I really enjoyed and then, that. And and then it got weird. No, dude, the whole fucking thing got pretty weird once you start finding out, you know, the truth behind who Argyle is and all that stuff. It really starts kind of getting kind of kind of odd. But again. I had a good time for when it came out. I thought it was, I'm not going to say rush out and go see it. This is what I've been telling people that asked me on Friday when I saw it and I wasn't on the radio talking about it. I said, did you like Kingsman? Did you see Kingsman 1 and 2 and the, the third one, the prequel one with Ralph Fiennes? I said, if you saw all three of those in the theater and you enjoyed them, go to the theater and watch this one. If not, then wait till it comes out on Apple TV. All right. Good advice, Matt. Good advice. All right, Mike. So why don't you tell our lovely listener that's left, uh, Eric, uh, what movie we're going to be reviewing next week? Um, I'm going to mess up how you say it. Is, it. is it Maestro? Maestro. Or Maestro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, man, I can't even get the name of the movie right. Start Starring uh, Bradley Cooper and... Um, uh, oh... Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, Carrie Mulligan. Yep. Yeah. So my mom has already watched this. We talked a little bit about it on her podcast. This is weird. I can talk about my mom's podcast on ours because we're recording after her. But um, so Maestro is a Netflix original. Netflix. God, I cannot talk now. Netflix original. Um, it is the chronicles the life of Leonard Bernstein, who is an American composer. So my mom has already watched this. She really enjoyed this film but what i find interesting about this film mike and i don't know if you know this you're now looking at imdb so maybe you do now but it is I'm written looking. directed yep. and stars bradley cooper um i did know that bradley cooper had uh, directed it and is in it but i didn't know that he wrote it yep he wrote directed and stars in it and guess who two of the producers are on this film and this one floored me uh not looking. I don't know. Not allowed to look. Uh, Steven Spielberg? There's one. Uh, Clint Eastwood? No. Scorsese? Whoa. Really? Yep. That kind of went, wow, this must be really good to me then. Because if they stepped in to help out with this, dude, I'm kind of stoked to see this movie now. So, anyways, we'll talk about it next week. Um, if you want to join us, go watch it. It's been out on Netflix, I think, since December. Um, it is one of the uh, 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 best uh, picks for the Academy Awards. Yeah, December 20th is when it dropped. Um, 
It's one of the uh, Academy Awards Best Picture nominations. Uh, Mike and I are trying to play catch up on those since I missed seven out of the ten of them. (laughs) I'm now up to, I think, four or five. Maestro will make five or six, I think. I still have four more to go. So, Mike, we still got some work to go before the Academy Awards. And I say, we already talked about it, but from here on out... If there's not something in the theaters, we're doing a best picture. And if I had to rent it and pay for it, we'll do it. So, yeah, no, that sounds good, dude. I, I definitely agree. Um, I'm looking forward to watching Maestro. The The other movie that, that Bradley Cooper directed that I really liked was A Star is Born, which I know is like a story's been redone, I don't know, like five times. Yeah, I think, I think that was the fifth time. Yeah. But, dude, it was very, very good. It was very good. I really so enjoyed like... that movie. And um, the shocker for me on that one, um, just because she's such a weird fucking person, is um, um, Lady Gaga. Yeah. Who knew? Like, we know she knows how to sing, but who knew she was such a good actress? She, I thought she was phenomenal. She was phenomenal. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to that new uh, Joker sequel that she's playing uh, in. Harley Quinn. She's playing Harley Quinn to uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, interesting. Oh boy, that's gonna be that's gonna be an, a unique one. But yeah, she, dude, she really kind of knocked me down on that one because she's just a weird person, just in general. But man, dude, she did a phenomenal job. I'm not a fan of her music. It's not my thing. You know, we're metalheads. But anyways, all right, Mike. Yeah, I, I will shut up. So do your thing. Okay. All right, everybody. Well, catch us next week to talk about Maestro and all kinds of other random things. And uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook. Uh, Matt, on a side note, Facebook just turned 20, dude. Dude, does that make you feel old? Yeah. Makes me feel old. I mean, Facebook is older than your children, Mike. Way older than your children. Wow. Anyway, oh, uh, oh Facebook. dude, here I got one. I wasn't going to talk about it this week. I was going to talk about it next week because uh, next week, uh, you know, we come out with our podcast for number 360. But you know what else it is on Valentine's Day, which is Wednesday next week, Mike? Oh, the anniversary of the show. It is our sixth year anniversary. Whoa, six years. So our, Where'd those go? Our podcast is older than your children. Oh, it is. Definitely. I was going to talk about that next week, but there you go. It's okay. out there. All right. Wow. Anyway, uh, oh, follow us on the Facebooks. Dude, people um, should call and leave us voicemails and tell us, you know, congratulations on six years. No one will, but they can try. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> X, formerly known as Twitter, and... Uh, um. Oh, I'm blanking. What's the last one? Okay, so you got the Instagram, Snapdick. Uh, no, no, Instacock, not Snapdick. Uh, yeah, Instagrams. No, no, not not the Tiki Taki. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Those are the three three that I do. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. X, man, X, not not Twitter. Dude, everybody so. still calls it fucking Twitter. It's still Twitter.com. You can fucking call it X you want, Elon Musk. It is fucking Twitter. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Catch us on the next pod. 
Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. Hi, everyone. This is Ma Hinshaw Loses Her Cookies. Episode number 49, Argyle. Good evening, Matthew. How are you doing? Why are you calling me Matthew and saying good evening? You know, someone might be listening to this at any other time. Well, I don't care. It's evening where you are. It's evening where you are, you old bat. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Okay, so are you going to talk about your film, Argyle, that you went and saw last week? For those of you who do not know, Ma Hinshaw is very high because she had a medical procedure earlier today. So she's high as a giraffe's ass. So this will be a fun podcast. See, she's already talking over me, not even thinking about it because she can't see me or hear me or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. So ready, set, go, Ma. Ooh, okay. Hey, I like this movie. It was really good. I thought it was fun. And you all... Should go and see it in the movie uh, cinema. There you go. Because I enjoyed it. It was funny. And it was action-packed. And uh, what did you think, Matt? I figured that was the whole review and we're done and I can go home now. Oh, is that all that? Oh, okay. Well, okay. Oh, but you got to say Bryce was just really good and funny and cool. And who else could do kickboxing in big black boots? I mean, fantastic, you know, really, really good and suspenseful. It was suspenseful. In fact, you really couldn't figure stuff out a lot until it kind of hit in the face, you know? So you're talking about Bryce Dallas Howard, the main actress in the film. Correctamundo. She was good because her first persona was really fun and funny. And I thought she was really good in it. And she had her own hair color and everything. And she was very good with... uh, (laughs) Henry Harry Cavill. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't okay. know. His... Henry Cavill is the guy that played Cavill. Superman. Okay. I've explained this many times to my mother, for those of you who have not heard this. I've explained it many times to my mom, even when she wasn't high on drugs. <laughs> Henry Cavill is the one that looks like Superman, or not looks like Superman, who played Superman. Sam Rockwell is the one that exists in the real life in the movie spoilers but he's the one oh, that's grizzled love. and has a beard and is funny yeah. and yes yeah i love him and i love his voice his voice is so sexy oh yes ladies you need to go see this movie oh well, my if there's god any you just said <laughs> sam Rock- rockwell's sexy because of his voice so Oh, his voice is sexy. What else? Why? What? Why? I think I think it's very sexy sounding. Do not do drugs, listeners. 
<laughs> okay, don't, heavens no, don't get any, just suffer the pain. Don't get any medical medicine to make you not hurt. Okay. Good. Anyway. Now we're all good. learning. So are you going to talk oh. about Argyle or not? You've talked about how much you want to jump Sam Rockwell's bones because of his voice. You've said well, it, Bryce Dallas Howard is voice. cute and attractive and red-haired. And all. Mom, what, are you just judging everyone in this film? How judge you? How judge me? <laughs> okay. No, it, it's fun because it's an adventure. And it's very suspenseful because you don't know really one thing happens and then it changes to another thing, which I don't want to tell because it will spoil a lot of it. And then I did love how she had a kitty cat pack everywhere she went with the kitty in it. I thought that was neat. And I didn't even know they made kitty cat packs. And then I found out that people do. They even take their kitty cats on an airplane, which I don't know because I don't fly that much or haven't since <laughs> since they invented airplanes. <laughs> Anyway, I loved the kitty. Oh, kitty was great. But everybody was, and and it was very suspenseful. Hold on. Didn't I want to go think? back and, and dive into this a little farther. <laughs> oh, no. So you haven't flown on many airplanes since the invention of the airplane. So what did you fly on before the invention of the airplane? Hot air balloons? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Well, no, I I did I haven't flown since since uh, your dad came back from Iraq and we flew to Hawaii, which was enough of a long flight. But I haven't flown for quite a while now. So that and was what sixty three, sixty four. Oh sh! No. Eighteen sixty three. No, no. I don't know. Uh, Two thousand and what? 10, 11, 12, something. I don't know. I am i can't even remember. I, well, I'd have to look it up. I don't want to. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. But, Can you talk about the movie instead of your kitty backpack? Well, that's part of the movie. Yes, it is. And she loses the kitty backpack once, which, uh-oh, spoiler. Anyway. Mom, it yeah. is your podcast. You can talk about whatever you want. I don't care. You know this. I've had this discussion with you before. Okay, I'm going to cry now because you don't care about my podcast. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Nobody cares about your podcast or mine. <laughs> okay, okay already. <laughs> but anyway, I thought it was fun and very suspenseful because you find out, ooh, this person isn't who this person is. And then and it's, oh, espionage and... uh. I I just really thought it was very good and really crazy uh, fight scenes toward the end of the movie. And would you say really good CGI, Matt? No, it's pretty rough. It's rough? I don't know, but I thought it was okay. And then I I have, you know, horrible vision. But I still recognize Tom Hanks, and I didn't know he was in the movie. And I'm a oh, look. That's Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks is not in the movie. He is too. No, he's not. 
Are you sure? Yes. Didn't he play the dad? No. Who played the dad then? You tell me. It's Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad. Are you kidding? Oh my God, my eyes were bad. <laughs> it's Brian. Cr- Are you sure? Yeah. Brian Cranston. Oh, all right. I thought it was Tom Hanks. Oh dear. Well, it's a good thing I got shot to my eyes then, because maybe they'll be better now. Oh well. And that's. I just thought it was a really, really fun, fun, fun movie. And sort of a wee bit of romance in there, but not not a whole lot much. And uh, everybody should go see it. And I I highly recommend it in the theaters or cinemas or whatever. Okay. And Tom Hanks was just incredible. <laughs> I guess it wasn't him. It was Brian. Are you? Oh, foo. Yes, it is not Tom Hanks, Mom. It was Brian Cranston. Wow, okay. Brian Cranston. Well, maybe I don't remember what he looked like, but I thought he looked like Tom Hanks. Do you you remember who played the mother? Oh, I can't think of her name, but yeah, I can remember, and I can't remember what what program she was on on either. Darn it. She was on Schitt's Creek. And okay. Home Alone. Yeah, and I never knew her name there either. But anyway, Kath- yeah. Catherine O'Hara. That's it. Good job. I'm glad you knew it. Because <laughs> I didn't. But she was very familiar. What about John Kath- Cena? Uh, who was he? He played Wyatt. He was the Wyatt in the beginning. And then what about uh, Richard Grant? Who's he? <laughs> Wow, this this podcast is devolving. He's the one that played Tom Hanks. Yeah, there. Oh, he did. <laughs> no. Okay, so but to sum up the debauchery that is being called a podcast, uh, you had a good time. It was fun. You liked the kitty cat. Uh, oh. You want to make sweet love to Sam Rockwell's voice. Right, absolutely. You His don't want anything... You don't want anything to do with Henry Cavill, ah, even though he looks okay. like a male supermodel. Well, yeah, definitely looks like a male supermodel. He was okay, but you know, eh. no, I'm I like Sam better. Uh, just my you taste, like you know. Sam Jackson Ruffy. or Sam Rockwell? Because there's Sam Jackson in this movie too. I like Samuel Jackson too. But I don't want to give away everything in the movie, you know, that (laughs) if I know anything. Oh, my goodness. I saw the damn thing, and I'm as confused as our listeners. Okay, there you go. See, I'm not alone. Well, yes, because you're a crazy person. It was confusing, but it was fun. So if you want to be confused, but have fun, go see it. Okay, let me try and salvage this, since I haven't recorded my podcast yet with Mike. So if you enjoyed the Kingsman or if mm-hmm. you enjoyed the Kingsman full circle or the, the King's man or whatever the newest one is, if you enjoyed any of those, then you will love this film. It is the same director that did those films that did this film. And it is very much in the same kind of light and the same kind of action. And it's goofy fun. It's uh, not super serious. 
you really can't make it super serious because some of the action stuff is just way over the top. Um, I'm not going to spoil any of it because my mom doesn't want to spoil any of it now. But if you want to just have a good time and enjoy yourself and not think about stuff for two and a half hours, I think it's two hours and what? 20, 20, 20 minutes? minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two hours, 19 minutes. So two hours, 20 minutes. Uh, then go see this. Don't, you know, it'll be fun. Um, I don't know if it's a must see in the theaters. Uh, you know, the action is decent. The CGI is rough in parts. It just is what it is. But uh, hell of a cast. A lot of fun for a February movie. You know, it's you can't do too much better for February. January, February, March, typically are pretty rough movie release months because everyone's just clamoring and waiting for the Academy Awards and Best Picture and all that stuff. So for a new movie to drop in February, I, I think this did well. You know, the other one that dropped, you know, a few weeks ago was Beekeeper. I think that movie was really great for our current, you know, time of the year. So those two are decent. If you want to go to the theater, I don't think you'll, you know, hate this movie. The critics are destroying it, but they're critics. Who? What the fuck do they know? Yeah. Okay, Ma. I disagree so with them. <laughs> I'm now taking over. I'm now running the show since you're so drugged. Ma, how many cookies do you give Argyle? Well... I give it four. Is that how many you gave it on the radio? Do you remember? How do I remember? I don't remember my name right now. (laughs) How do you forget Ma Hinshaw? Well, I do. I know my name, but no, I don't remember what I gave it on the radio, but I really thought it was, maybe, I I don't know. Did I do a three or a four? Well, I'm giving it a four now anyway, as I rethink it. So there. Okay. It was fun. Next week, we're going to talk about a movie you already watched, and I told you not to, but you did it anyways. We're going to be watching the Best Picture nominee. See, we're doing the same thing as the rest of the world is. I I miss so many Best Picture nominees. I want to watch them. But uh, the Best Picture nominee, uh, Maestro, currently streaming on Netflix. It is a Netflix original. It is uh, directed by Bradley Cooper. It is written by Bradley Cooper, and it stars Bradley Cooper. I know that one. Uh, but I get you, I bet you don't know this, Mom. Oh, I'm sure I don't know a lot. What? Well, yes, that's true. But uh, guess who uh, executive produced it? Mm, I don't know. Oh, come on. Mm, no, I don't know. The Obamas or something? The Obamas. Well, it is a Netflix no? film, so that kind of makes sense. Uh, you might know these names, uh, Mom. Um Executive producer Steven Spielberg. <gasps> wow. And Martin Scorsese. Oh my gosh. So they didn't direct it or do any of that, but they were producers on it. So. Oh, wow. Does that answer a lot of your questions? Was it really uh, good? Yeah. But you can't talk hey, about it because I it's can't not next talk week. about it. Not, no, I can't talk about it yet. It's next week. You have to go see the movie or. Listen to the radio on Friday. There you go. Yeah, I got to find time to watch it by Friday. So, anyways. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for once again completing another Ma Hinshaw Loses Her Cookies podcast, episode number 49. Next week, the big 5-0. I can't freaking believe that. But, anyways, it is what it is. (laughs) So, uh Thanks again for listening, everyone. We will chat with you next 
week. Farewell.